Hello, everybody. Today we have a very special guest. She is actually a huge fan of the podcast and had this amazing story. So we had to bring her on. But today we have Abby. Hi, Abby. Hello, Morgan. Hello, everyone. So good to see you. Yes, we're so excited to have you on. Um, Do you want to tell us where you are calling from? Uh, Absolutely. I'm calling from a town called Listowel in uh, southwestern Ontario in Canada. So I'm about an hour and a half away from Toronto. Perfect. So that means you're a bunch of hours away from any Disney park. (laughs) Uh, Yes. uh, uh, From my parents' house, it is a 21-hour car drive. Oof. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So you are a <laughs> dedicated Disney fan to make that trip out, whether it be flying or driving. Um, and you're a teacher, which I bet there's a lot of kids that love Disney that you probably bring Disney into your uh, teaching job. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, for most of the kids, if they were going to describe me in one word, it's been like, you like Disney. I'm like, okay. That works. You're like, I, I made I made the brand and I'm I'm happy for it. <laughs> yes. It, I, I kind of get the same way with my friends. Like if anybody has anything random Disney, even if I haven't talked to them in months, I'll, they'll like send it to me on Instagram or like a funny video or something. And I'm like, oh, you thought of me. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. My friends do the same thing as well. Perfect. It's like the designated Disney friend. <laughs> like, check. <laughs> Absolutely. Although the uh, the French teacher, he and I are kind of in, in a bit of a... a, a, a Kahoot battle. Have you ever heard of Kahoot? No. It's like a, it's an online platform for teachers where they can like make fun little mobile quizzes for kids. So like they can get their cell phones out and and do stuff. And there's a bunch of like Disney fan made ones. And uh, he's been lording it over my head for two years now, how he beat me in the Disney Kahoot. Um, (gasps) But don't worry, revenge, revenge is best served with uh, patience. So I'm going to get my, my villainous side out for that one for sure. Very fun. Very fun. That's where Maleficent's revenge comes in for sure. Oh my goodness. Um, I love Disney like trivia and stuff like that, but don't you hate when the Disney trivia is like so easy? You're just like weak. (laughs) Yeah. Or like wrong. And you're like, I don't want to be that person, but like this isn't right. Yes, yes. You're like, oh, I, I was um, just went on a cruise with my mom a couple months ago and they had Disney trivia night. And I'm like, mom, we're going to this. We yes. have to. And I got there early. I sat in front, had my little piece of paper and pencil. And there was like two questions that like genuinely stumped me. Do you want me to see? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm ready for it. Okay. How many Lost Boys are there? Five? Six. I, oh, let shit. me triple check. Because I okay, was well, there's the one who's dressed as, as the fox, the one is the, the teddy, fox. the one who's dressed as a skunk, the yes. two twins. That are like, wait, no, wait. Are the, yeah, the two twins are like, I don't want to say porcupines. <laughs> or, something. or maybe there's the porcupine. Maybe that's the sixth one I missed. Maybe. <laughs> okay, wait, we got to look this up. Oh, okay, here we go. Got, oh, it's yep, the rabbit. The rabbit. And the two, or raccoons. Yes, the that raccoons. was it. Oh, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six. There is okay. six. 
six. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so we just looked I was it up. Close. It was part of, you were one off, which I was like, maybe there's seven. So we it was it was very close. Okay, and then the next question is, can you name all of the Disney ships, cruise ships? Oh no! Um, I know, right? That's so okay. hard. I'm like park well, brain, not yeah. cruise ship brain. No, well, and I've never had the opportunity to do a cruise yet. Um, COVID messed that up for me <laughs> really bad. Um, so, okay, but there, so there's the Wish, there's the Fantasy. I'll look it up. There's the Dream. Okay, there's the Magic, the Wonder, oh. the Dream, the Fantasy, and the Wish. And they're okay. obviously, obviously, they're always making more. I hear my mic. Um, they're always <laughs> making more. So. Who knows how many there will be. But yeah, Disney trivia, I love when it actually stumps us versus like it's so easy. Oh my gosh. Um, I would agree. But yeah, anyway, back to the story. Um, (laughs) Do you want to give us a little teaser to get us all excited about your most magical moment? Sure. So this actually is a kind of a a couple different stories combined into one because it's a a 30 plus year adventure of getting to know Magic Kingdom and specifically uh, the 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 fairy godmother. Um, It's pretty cool. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. But we will get to know you a little bit more and ask you some fun questions. And since you've listened to the podcast, you probably know it's coming. But um, gotta ask, like the first question I ask everybody is, why do you love Disney? Genetics. Uh, no, <laughs> it's in my DNA. It's in. It's just. It's in there. It's hereditary. Uh, no, my uh, my my family grew up loving Disney, and the story goes: my first word was actually Disney. Um, and uh, my first trip, I was seven months old, and we've gone so much as a family, and it's just been such a great place to kind of let the world disappear and find that safe spot to kind of let your inner child kind of be free and and have fun and it's so great to meet people in the community like complete strangers who you might not have ever met that you like become really good friends with like there was even one time this uh, I was in a line and this family just started talking with our family and it was with story time with Belle and they got the two parents got involved in the story but their little girl didn't and so the mom just looked at me and she's like here take my two-year-old I was like um oh okay but at the same time it's because everyone feels just so safe and connected and being able to feel like the true innocence of childhood that I was like this is also kind of great that people can feel this comfortable with each other without knowing each other so yeah it's just kind of a why do I love Disney because it makes me feel like a kid again I love that. That's beautiful and the way you elaborated on it. And but I think like especially when you're in line for so long, mm-hmm. you be you're getting invited to weddings of people that you just <laughs> met in line because you spent three hours together. Yeah. So that is awesome that she was like, Can you watch my child? Thank you. I gotta gotta go hang out with Belle. <laughs> yep. That Absolutely. is so fun. Um, and so my next question is if not necessarily your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you're the most similar to? Hmm, I've been thinking about this one a lot. Good. Um, and I, the best I could probably settle on was, I think, Goofy. Um, oh. <laughs> like, just like a, a fun, tall, gangy, gangly, lovable, clumsy goof. 
um with like i i like if something happens especially at work anymore i'm just like "Eh, we'll laugh it off we'll figure it out and just like especially like being able to laugh at myself when something doesn't necessarily go the way i want it to and just and he's a good dad and like i was like with my kids with my as a teacher i'm like Mm -hmm. i want to be a good good role model for you guys so i go with goofy Yes, and Goofy has such heart and compassion, and he's so caring, and so I can already get those vibes from you for sure, and, you you. know, being a teacher, you definitely have to have that, and patience, so I I think that's perfect. I know we haven't fully met, but I I definitely get those Goofy vibes from you, and who (laughs) wouldn't want your teacher to be Goofy, you know? No, absolutely. Well, for what I do, I teach music from kindergarten to grade eight, so I have over 400 Mm -hmm. students, Um, so... Being able to like change how you interact with those different age ranges and it'll literally go from like three-year-olds to the 13-year-olds is being able to kind of have that goofy personality that makes everyone feel comfortable is it, it makes my job a lot easier. Oh, for sure. And then, you know, kids picking up probably, like, I don't know if it's music, or spe- like um, singing or is it instruments? Which would it's, it's, uh, it's both. It's both. Fine, fine. So probably doing something for the first time, picking up an instrument or this, like it's kind of a little nerve wracking, you know, sports kind of just happen naturally, but picking up an instrument or actually singing is like, and having a nice caring teacher would be so perfect. So, oh, I bet your kids love you. I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Do you make them sing Disney songs? No, I wouldn't do that at all. <laughs> she says as she nods her head vigorously. Uh, yes. yes, no, I do. I make them. I make them sing Disney songs. Um, I will like. I put on Disney sing-alongs anytime. It's like a, I need to do something here, and you need to focus, but also still learn. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, I'm very excited. This year, we're doing a school show. It's our first one since 2019, um, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do Aladdin Junior. So, uh, what, Aladdin Junior. Yeah, so um, there's this company called Music Theater International, and they do um, what they call a junior versions of Broadway shows. So they're more condensed into like a one act version, and they're only about an hour. Um, So it's a little bit more kid friendly because you could be having kids from like seven to 13 who are performing. Um, So yeah, it's, it's a little it's like a little junior version of the Broadway show for Aladdin. Oh my gosh, that's so perfect. And Aladdin was one of the one shows that I saw when I was living in California, like the full production of it. And I I loved it so much. The genie was so hilarious. So whoever you cast as the genie has got some big shoes to fill because that has got to be like the most obnoxious outgoing kid I think would shine so bright at that role. Absolutely. I think I got a couple who could fill that for sure. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Okay, um, what is another question? Oh, so if you could get stuck on any Disney ride across all the theme parks, which would it be? Probably actually the Haunted Mansion um, to be able to kind of walk through all of those different elements. And I feel like there's a lot of different levels so you can like really have fun depending on where you get stuck. Um, That would be, I think, my dream. Um, Any scene in particular? I mean, probably the ballroom, if if I'm honest. Absolutely. Because you're kind of like that. I feel like that's like the nice halfway mark. So whether they kind of evac you towards the exit or towards the entrance, you've got a lot to experience of the ride still to oh. kind of walk through. 
Definitely, definitely. Oh, that would be so fun. Like seeing it with the lights on or just like not even the lights on, just I don't know, just seeing it in action from not the your typical viewing point. I think absolutely like can you imagine walking through the attic and just being so close to everything I would just if I was in the attic I would literally stop and look at every little thing because we go by it fairly quickly and Mm -hmm. you probably know this but the pearls that Constance wears so for her first husband she has one string of pearls and as it goes on progressively she has more strings of pearls to show her wealth did you not know this I had no idea. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, I okay, okay. Yes, please. Homework. Okay. Next time you go to a Disney park, any haunted yes. mansion, it's I'm pretty sure it's all of them. But she'll start with one for the first husband, two, three, and I think it gets up to five. And she has all those strings of pearls. Even watching a ride through on YouTube, it might show it in the those portraits. Oh. So look at the portraits. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I think I just always got distracted by like, can I see the head disappear? I Oh, that is so cool. Yes. That is such a good detail. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Like, I love sharing facts that people don't know because I feel like everybody knows everything. So I never want to be that know-it-all. But I'm like, I'm glad I – hopefully other people thought this was interesting too. Um, And I should have asked this in the beginning, but which Disney parks have you been to? I have been to uh, all of the parks at Disney World and all the parks at Disneyland. I have not ventured off the continent yet. Got yet Ooh, hopefully soon now that things are getting a little bit back to normal um and have you been to universal at all that i actually have never been to and i need to fix i need to fix especially honestly after listening to the podcast and seeing some more of the videos and stuff that you put up online i was like i i gotta finally i gotta go over there finally for sure Good, good. I I hope people don't sleep on Universal, especially the Orlando one. Like if you had to pick between the Hollywood one and the Florida one, definitely do the Florida one because there's so much more to offer. Like two Harry Potter lands, two areas, Epic Universes coming in 2025. They just do such a phenomenal job. And I I love their parades, their atmosphere, their entertainment. Like people just seem a little bit happier there because they're not sleeping (laughs) – all their money and feeling the stress of meeting that pressure of we need to get our money's worth. So <laughs> no, for <laughs> sure. I can Universal. understand that. Um, it is on the to-do list. In... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just on the to-do list. Perfect. And are you a Harry Potter fan by any chance? I am. Yes. Uh, I, I'm know... not a, Oh, go ahead. Do, do I know my house? Yes, uh, do I know don't know. I don't know my Pottermore version of it. Uh, the last time I did a quiz, I think I ended up in Slytherin, I think. Okay, not bad. Oh. I have a lot of friends that are Slytherin, and that's okay. I'm oh, no, I, I was I was happy. I had such a crush on Draco Malfoy. I was like, yes, thank you. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Tom Felton, <laughs> all the way. Um, so but I don't know. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Although I wonder if maybe I might be more of a Hufflepuff. I gotta, I gotta get through Pottermore and uh, and check that out for sure. Yes, get back to us. Um, everybody follow Abby. And what is your Instagram that people can follow you at? We'll also put it in the show notes as well. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, Disney Girl EST nine one. So just kind of like the Disney Girl established in ninety one because that was the year I was born. Oh, so fun. So fun. Um, yeah. And then also, too, is there any questions that you've heard from the podcast that you want me to ask you that you have like a really great answer for? Or do you want to oh, jump gosh. to the story? 
I'm, I mean, the one that I, I've, I've always been trying to mentally prepare for was the, uh, what is your like unpopular Disney opinion? Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. And it definitely is. I, 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 after doing more research, I've realized I didn't have Disneyland's before, but I don't understand the hype around churros. Um, but again, I, I think that's for so many people have said that the Disneyland ones are definitely superior. So I, I will, I'm sure my opinion will change after that, but that's probably my biggest hot button thing. Perfect. So you got some homework. You got to watch the Haunted Mansion ride through video and then also go to Disneyland and try a churro. Perfect. <laughs> As a teacher, I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, homework. Yes. Um, it'll be due in at least a year to give you some time because I know you don't live close. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You like music and parades yes. and or I'm, I'm assuming parades. Yes. Okay, I have two questions for you. So, okay. if a cl- you were driving a bus of a like a whole class of music class that you have of various ages and range, and you could only have one Disney soundtrack on repeat, which soundtrack would it be? Hmm. Oddly enough, I was thinking about this uh, very recently. Um, and it's kind of a toss between do I do the one that like will make sure no one else goes insane or the one to make sure I don't go insane. You don't um, go insane. That I <laughs> You're don't driving go insane. the bus. Okay. They'll be All right. Happy fair with enough. You <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think if I were to go with one, there was a CD that they made, uh, Disney made, to celebrate the 100 years of magic for Walt's 100th birthday. And it goes through from that time all of the different ride tracks in the parks. Ooh. Um, I think that would be the thing because then it could be like just each one you can kind of pretend like you're going through the ride as you're driving. And like who doesn't love hearing all of the uh, the different rides as they're going through life? <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. And, and who doesn't love hearing the ride music compared to like, you know, the same repetitive song? I mean, Small World, we could we could skip that track if we needed to. <laughs> I don't know. But- as someone who worked Small World, it's not as bad as people think. You worked Small World? Yeah, so I actually I did the um, international college program uh, for two summers. Yeah. When did you do your college program? I did it summer 2011 and summer of 2012. So if I recall, just before you came down. Yes, I was going to say, I'm like, were we there at the same time? Because I loved hanging out with all the international kids for sure. Um, Were you put up in the commons? Is that what it was called? Uh, so that's yes it was the commons that's where they would put the year-long ones for Epcot um, my first summer I was at Patterson and then my second summer I was at Vista although apparently oh, all Vista the kids Way! right yes. I still have my you... sticker for my car oh yes Vista they're like Way. give it back oh my gosh every time I would because I was this nerd to go to Magic Kingdom for work I'd always go through the main gate and because uh-huh. you know they would just drive you through as they saw you're a cast member and every time if it was a college program kid who saw my sticker they would be like Vista Way yeah <laughs> and I feel okay so people listening you're probably wondering why are they saying it the way they are there was this like famous YouTube video around the time of 2011-2012 that's where it originated from and and this, um, I, it was a part-time worker. It was a college. I don't even think he was part of the college program, but he was working at Indiana Jones and heard about the college program and was got invited to go to Vista Way. And it was like the coolest place to go, which it was. It was the 
not the most well kept, but it was the most <laughs> exciting. And we both lived there, so we can vouch for it. And we were there oh, before absolutely. they closed the hot tubs to give you some perspective. <laughs> I was there before that happened. Yes. Yep. I, uh, I like remember right hearing those stories. <laughs> Well, and now I heard they've they've sold all those properties and all of the college program kids are now in winter gardens and like all these pretty like apartment buildings. I'm like, you don't know what it's like to be a, a Disney you complex. Don't yeah. <laughs> exactly. You don't know our struggles. You don't know what we've been through. And like, I think later on too, you know how they had like either the two or three bedroom apartments in Vista Way. They put bunk beds and would be three to four. I that. Oh, that's crazy. They literally were just trying to make their money's worth for sure. Oh, for and sure. I'm so and glad we weren't there during that era. Absolutely. Of well, I was just, I was grateful I had my car. The, my, uh, the 2012 oh. program I did, I was the only Canadian who came down with a car. Um, so one, I was very popular for all the most unpleasant reasons. Um, but yes. two, it was also great because <laughs> I was Walmart like, trips. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone be like, Abby, are you working today? Where do you need a ride? Oh, but, it's a but blessing also, and a meant, curse. It was, it was. But the blessing was definitely I did not have to take the buses anywhere. Yes. The the college program buses. I we have some. Uh, I actually do a podcast with some other Canadians who used to do PCAST members uh, called True North Disney. We don't have a lot of episodes out, but we're uh, we're yeah we're working on it. And we actually we talked about our experience of like dealing with the buses and apparently one of them like catching on fire. Um, yes, that that happens more often than I think we we know because I think that happened a couple of times. During my college program, luckily it was never me, but yeah, those bus systems are so unreliable and you would get in trouble if the buses were late. And I was like, it wasn't my fault. I was there an hour early and now I'm going to get a point and the whole reprimand system and the whole thing. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Well, and that was for for my friends who were actually my friends. There was, um, we were there the same summer that Obama was talking at the Contemporary. And so- I was on my day off, but the night before I had um, what's called like the track talk. So just kind of like your debrief at the end of the day with your managers and coordinators and everything. And they're like, just as a heads up, this is happening. And I knew all of my friends had like early morning shifts at Magic Kingdom. And I was just texting all of them being like, what time does your shift start? I'm picking you up. I know the alternate route so we don't have to worry and you can get to work on time. Because it's just like- What a sweet friend you are. No, I just try to bribe the way into people I like into their hearts so they'll actually like me. It's all good. (laughs) Definitely. And do you still keep in touch with those people today? I do. Actually, one of my uh, best friends that I met on the program- um, she, uh, she and I actually, uh, went to high school together, but didn't know it. Um, she and I have been lifelong friends. She's my travel soulmate. Uh, she's one of the ones who we started the podcast with. We're, we're trying to kind of start up a couple of them. And, uh, she was actually two of my friends from Disney were bridesmaids at my wedding. Oh my gosh, that's so wonderful. I was a bridesmaid at my Disney college program, best friends wedding. So that's, it's, oh, that's great. Disney just brings you together for sure. First, the beholding of the babies and then bridesmaids at weddings. It's perfect. There you go. Exactly. Um, It's a safe community. (laughs) Yes. And if you'd like, I would be more than happy to share your podcast in the show notes so we can all check it out for sure. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. Like I said, we're we're very, very slow with coming up with stuff, but uh, slowly but surely. 
for sure. Hey, trust me. I know life gets in the way and podcast definitely gets on the back burner, but we got this. I'll motivate you. You motivate me and we'll be good. (laughs) This is why you're amazing, Morgan. You're just so sweet and so kind. You're stop. You're so sweet. I just appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your stories. Okay, we had a little minor technical difficulties, but we're back up and running. Um, But I have one last question for you, Abby. Are you ready? I am. Okay. If you were driving to work and you could use any Disney ride vehicle or parade float to get to school, which parade float or ride vehicle would it be? So I have been thinking about this because I know the random piece of trivia that the parking lot trams max out at 12 miles an hour. So we actually did the math at one point to figure out how many days it would take to take a Disney tram back to Canada. Um, That being said, I would probably take the monorail. It is probably my favorite mode of transportation or the train, the Magic Kingdom train. Ooh, that would be good. All of those would be very good. Monorail would be fun because you wouldn't necessarily have to worry about like, excuse me, the monorail or the train would be, wouldn't be traffic. So that's really good. Exactly. Or the Disneyland train and then the dioramas would have to come with us. Oh, yes. Like right before you get to your destination, it'll just be dioramas and a history of something, anything. Constantly And a dinosaur because you need a dinosaur. Of course. I love Okay. <laughs> When I first moved to Disneyland, I the train and um, Rivers of America were under construction. So I didn't see the original Fantasmic before they changed it to like the 2.0 version. Um, mm-hmm. And so the train was down. Then Galaxy's Edge was working. So it was a lot of things like changing. And then so months after me being there, I finally get to ride the train. Everyone was so hyped about it. And I was like, why? It's just the train. Like, doesn't just go around. And I did the whole loop. And I saw the dioramas. I'm like, this is awesome. I had no idea this was back there. That is so, so cool. So if you guys are on the Disneyland train, definitely do at least one full loop at some point. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For me, it was because I remembered seeing all those different dinosaurs and like, um, you know, remember the uh, wonderful world of color with Walt and he's like introducing the Walt the new animatronics. I was like, where are these dinosaurs? I've never seen them. They're not in the old universe of energy ride. Like, where are they? And then my husband and I did the train in Disneyland. And all of a sudden I was like, wait, what is happening? And it was the most magical experience. I came off crying. My husband was like, are you okay? I'm like, I find dinosaurs behind space mountain. I'm fine. Oh my gosh. And you're probably like, I finally solved the mystery. I've been wondering for years, where are those dinosaurs? Absolutely. Well, even like growing up as a kid, I didn't understand that Disneyland and Disney World were different parks. Mm -hmm. So even watching the the Disneyland sing-along where they go to Disneyland, I was like, I don't remember seeing any of this before, but okay. Yes, definitely. Oh my gosh. I had something similar too. I, it was like the Discovery Channel special and they were going back and forth between Disneyland and Disney World. So my brain didn't recognize, like you said, the the two of them. And so yeah. it was showing the Indiana Jones ride vehicle going against the snake. And I'm like, where the heck? is that and I literally didn't know till the first time I ever went to Disneyland and did Indiana Jones I'm like oh that's where it is so I had the same kind of moment with you just different ride <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and I think I actually remember that special 
Right, right. It was like Discovery Channel, and they were talking about like Expedition Everest and the yes. There was that with the new animatronic, and it was the tarp, and uh, what was his name? Joe Joe Rody. Joe Rody, and like he had. And he, his amazing earring. Um, and he was talking about everything. And like, I, I, I don't know why this stuck in my head, but him specifically talking about every like picture that's hung through the queue of Everest. The nail is actually from that little village at the at the bottom of the mountain. I was like, why that stuck in my head? I don't know. But it was like, that's really cool. That's so funny because I had one thing from that same episode stuck in my head of all of the red around the doors were to be um to gather heat because how cold it was like when the sun's shining and then like darker oh, colors right. you know like if you have a black car and you touch it it's gonna be hot compared to a white car it's not gonna be as hot that kind of science behind it I'm, i went to school for art this is there's a reason why thing. i teach music and not science it's all good exactly this is what her <laughs> our creative strong suits are not in the science department um but i thought that was so cool and i remembered that and so when i went to go see it i'm like that is so cool all of this stuff is authentic holy crap <laughs> it was so amazing oh, such yeah, a i don't know if i have i don't remember if i ever got to ride non-disco yeti i feel like i remember oh. it but yeah. Yeah, like a little faint one time. A yeti. faint like, one time and like just swooshing at you. And it was yeah. like, or even I think I remember the first time I saw a Disco Yeti, I thought it was like, oh, did they fix it? This is great. This wasn't as hard as people said. And then it was like, <laughs> wait, no. <laughs> Disco Yeti did his job well for Abby. <laughs> he did. I feel like they should commit to it and fully do Disco Ball disco clothes like for halloween time or something you know like that would be give him some glow sticks off of his claws yes oh my gosh playing like some i'm trying to think of a disco song you're you're the music teacher what would be a good um like any of the fijis like saturday night live or yes um let's dance i don't remember what that's actually called or oh no you know what they should do they should do the disco song that goofy danced to from an extreme goofy movie oh oh that one's a little because then they got the rights for it but i will look it up that'll be my homework (laughs) yeah (laughs) that'll be my i don't remember what the song's called but i remember that happening it's the the sequel the the forgotten sequel of a goofy movie where Uh. max goes to college um definitely gird your heart well for that one because goofy like having the like withdrawal of max going away it's just so sad so be ready be ready for that but the rest of it's a hoot i bet you feel the same way every time your kids like graduate from you and they don't you don't you're done and you're not going to see them anymore because they're going to high school i cry i cry so hard at every graduation and it's only getting worse the longer i'm at the school because it means i've been teaching them for longer Like one kid at their graduation last year, she's like looking at me like, are you going to be okay? And I was like, no, you're all growing up on me and it's not fair. (laughs) Bring a whole box of tissues. (laughs) Oh yeah, pretty much. It's like, they know Mrs. Clark, that's my last name. They know I'm the one who will, uh, who will be the crier for anything. Even my choir, they make it like, we make it our goal for when we're singing. It's like, we're going to make some adult cry. That's our plan. Oh. We're going to sing so beautifully that an adult's going to cry. And they're like, and it's probably going to be our music teacher. <laughs> it definitely has been. Hopefully more than just the music teacher. Like, we're going to move them to tears. <laughs> I d- oh, we did. Um, So in Canada, uh, 
uh, November 11th, Remembrance Day, is is really, really um, big for us. It's kind of like Memorial Day. Um, and we did, so we did an assembly to do a bunch of music for it. And as they were practicing and they were sounding so good and so amazing, I flat out looked at them and I said, listen, I'm like, if all of the adults in the room aren't crying by the time you guys are done singing, they're dead inside. I'm sorry. it's They don't have a soul. And they're like, Mrs. Clark! <laughs> and what You're that good, response? sorry. Uh, very close to pretty much everyone crying. Oh, it was good. that's fantastic. Yeah. This is clear. People have souls. I went, yes, yes, they do. Because you're so beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. Okay, slightly off topic, but still kind of on topic with Animal Kingdom and back in like our childhood days since we were very close in age. Do yes. you did you ever see Tarzan rocks? Wait, yes, I did. I thought it was like a fever dream. Because no, it is real. It is so real. And as a child, I thought it was so boring till the monkeys come out on the roller skates. Ugh. Same. And same. Before we deep or dive like into it, or like any the acrobat work. Yes, yes. Okay. Before we deep dive into it, so Tarzan Rocks used to be a stage show, musical stage show with like all of the Phil Col- Phil Collins. Is that his name? Phil Collins songs? Phil Collins, yes. All of his songs, and there's singers and performances and um, all these other fun stuff, but it's where the Finding Nemo was, but it was it was before they enclosed the theater, before the, my Finding mm-hmm. Nemo, but it was like kind of an amphitheater style, but you were saying yeah. something about it. Yeah, no, I just, I it definitely was real. I remember sitting in, the, in that outdoor amphitheater and being hot and just like, I was, uh, for me, the part I remember was... Uh, when they go through, I want to know, like, I want to know, can you show me? And they kind of go the evolution of, like, Jane being all, like, proper in her yellow outfit and then eventually kind of ending up in her end outfit. And they do, like, a bunch of acrobatic work and it being so crazy and super cool. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then they'd be like, I know we're just going to sing for a little bit. And my eight-year-old underappreciating behind being like, can we get back to the fun spinny stuff? Yes. Please, please. But Can we go into yeah, our Such a good spin? show. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think that was before it was even there was when I first saw it. Oh, um, wow. Dino- yeah, like the Dino Land USA, it was just the playground, the dig site, and it was still Countdown to in- Extinction oh, instead of the dinosaur ride. Right. Like this, this is, yeah, I, that was how far back I I go with Animal Kingdom. Yes. Okay. So you you you've seen some evolutions of a lot of the parks, even though you do live so far away in Canada. So that is very impressive. That's more than most people well, say they can do. Thank you. Well, and 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 uh, to be fair, I give that credit to my parents. They pro tip for anyone taking their families record everything make those home videos and then watch them as a family when you've got those like nostalgic times you're missing it because it really helps keep my memory going of it so I have memories all the way back down to when I was two so that would have been 1993 so I've got from like 93 to now of just full memories that I can recall for Disney parks which is really fun Oh my god, that's fantastic! Oh, my, your parents awesome, and also with going off of your pro tip of record everything, it's a lot easier nowadays in twenty twenty three than back oh in nineteen ninety with a big old 
Those those old camcorders. Yes, yes. And not even like the little ones, like the big ones. The big ones. The the ones that were big enough that like if they had a light on it for the electric light parade, there would be like cast members being like, you need to turn that off because you could mess up the the show. Um, Because it would be like the light that would, it was so bright for the camcorder that it would misdirect the guidance for the, um, for the actual ride. Oh, yeah, Ride yeah, vehicles yeah, for like park vehicles, parade vehicles. Viewing. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Well, and especially again back in the nineties. Well, and that was back when it was still Spectro Magic too. Which again, another fever dream. Those heads were creepy. <laughs> they were creepy, and then they did an updated version in the mid two thousands before they got rid of it. Um, which I don't know if it made it more or less creepy. I have photos. I will. I will dig through my all my old photos and I'll send them to you so you can see the two different ones. Oh, okay. Um, I definitely need to see that for sure. So what I'm also feeling is like you and I need to have like a a nostalgic day when we just talk about all those. Because I even, I found a recording. I don't have it, but there's a recording of Spectro Magic where um, there's a float that if you listen to the soundtrack that they released, Genie is conducting a bunch of instruments. But when it originally came out, it was Roger Rabbit, because that was during the Michael Eisner time when he was really trying to push Roger Rabbit as the new park icon. Um, But then he was in, there was a, and then you kind of notice how like, like even that and like the sing-along or like Mickey, do you, I don't know if you remember, do you remember Mickey's Mania? The parade. I don't. Mickey's Mania. And it was the most 90s Disney Park parade I have ever seen in my life. Oh my gosh. It's my sister's favorite. It is absolutely bananas when you look at it now, um, but in the best way possible. And yet Roger Rabbit used to be in everything. There's some great podcasts that go into the details of all of that if you're if you're ever interested in those kind of fun park histories. Very much so. I feel like we grew up in the best times, not only for the movies, like you got Hercules, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas. Um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hunchback of Notre Dame. A lot of good <laughs> Disney movies and um, and some good stuff back in the day that like they don't have like I again I had faint memories of um the Pocahontas show and the grandmother willow tree came to life and I and she would turn and all of a sudden her face was there oh yeah and I remember and he was like a little twiggy friend yes and I just remember being like befumbled of like how that even happened I'm like oh my god grandmother willow's real like (laughs) oh yeah for sure or um it was also a great time to see the characters because it was the parks were quieter, so the park, uh, the characters, especially in Florida, had a lot more freedom in their movements. Like I remember, as a four-year-old, in twenty minutes, I went from, and this was in Fantasyland by the the Mad Teacups, mm-hmm. going from the Queen of Hearts to Miko to Alice, and then to then actually spending twenty minutes with Wendy. Because at that time, instead of just giving her like her blue outfit with some longer sleeves for cold weather, they'd actually give her like a little fuzzy pink robe. Oh, because you know what would you wear in the time? So she was just in this pink robe, and all all doll there was Wendy to the point where my dad looked at me. He's like, "Abby, where are you going?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna go hang out with Wendy." And literally twenty minutes of her and I just hanging out. She went through my autograph book. We like had this great conversation and. It was a lot of fun. I love those good character moments. Seriously. Oh, my goodness. Like, a good character meet and greet can 
seriously make your trip. Like if that's the only good thing oh. that happens, it can seriously make your trip. So, oh, I love that. And that's 100%. cute that she had a little pink robe on. Like that would be something she would totally wear. Exactly. It was just very, very cute. That's the other pro tip. Go back to the 90s to see characters. (laughs) Yes. I feel like you and me should go on like a YouTube deep dive and find all of like the good 90s stuff. Like remember they used to have dedicated parades to like one movie. Like there was the the Hercules Victory Parade. There was like a Mulan Parade. um, Yes, there was an Aladdin one. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, we should have I, we should have that more often. Like, come on, let's have an Encanto parade. How cool would that be? Oh, oh my god, that would be amazing. And I, okay, so you might get mad at me for this. Oh, I, my family and I got to be grand marshals for the Mulan parade. That is when so it was at cool. the studios. Yeah, that is my. Oh, I was very lucky. My actual cling to fame is I've been grand mar- my family and I've been grand marshals for three Disney World parades. And we were in the Animal Kingdom parade. Um, in so it? Fact, I've never seen it. Yeah, because they would, they they would instead of having like a grand marshal, they would have different families on different um, kind of ride vehicle floats that were more like like pedal bikes oh, throughout the parade. Okay. It's the best way I can describe it because I've never, I never actually got to see the Animal Kingdom parade. I was, I was just, just in it. No in big it. deal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I love that. Yeah, so that's my that's my 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 true cling to fame in in Disney history. Oh, very my gosh. very lucky kid. That is so cool. That could be a whole episode in itself. Oh my goodness. But let's come, let's talk about why you're really here, your most magical moment. So thank you so much for answering all those questions, but I will let you take it away and share your magical moment. Okay. Well, uh, the magical moment actually is from my first college program in 2011, but to kind of set that up, I need the context of my very first trip when I was seven months old. So this is definitely more my parents' story, but um, I was a... Um, how do I put this nicely? A fussy baby. Um, <laughs> I was a nightmare baby, for lack of a better phrase. Like the way it was described, you could hear me crying over the engines on the plane as my parents were going to to Disney World. Like my mom had to get her hearing checked in one of her ears. This is just how much of a fussy baby I was. Just, just um, a skosh. <laughs> Just, 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 just a wee bit. Just a wee and bit. I'm definitely not loud now. Um, <clears throat> you know how to project. Um, project. You probably tell your students that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But anyway, um, so they, they are going on. My family's going on this trip. They have a seven-month-old nightmare child baby. My sister's about five or six at the time, um, and like. I, it was it was not good a good experience for my family at all. Like my mom wasn't sleeping. I wouldn't go near my dad. Like he couldn't get near me. I would just start crying and screaming. And it was a uh, finally one day they were in the parks and they were at the the kind of the main gate area. So where you would go right now with your magic band to get into Magic Kingdom, and they were standing there and they used to have characters around that area way back in the day and my sister and my dad were going to go meet some characters and my mom had finally gotten me settled and she got a tap on her shoulder and as she turned around it was snow white 
And Snow White just looked at her and looked at my, I looked at me and looked at my mom and said, hand her over as in referring to me. And my mom was like, Snow White, this kid will scream. She's a projectile vomiter. She will ruin your dress. You do not want to hold this baby. And Snow White very kindly looked at my mom and said, this is Disney. This is magic. We have dry cleaning. Hand her over. And so my mom, <laughs> yeah, my mom handed me over, like, basically, like, a ticking time bomb like, and gave her to cautiously. Snow White. Like, here you go. You come like, kind of bracing <laughs> for the scream. Yeah. And she's, like, bracing to hear me start screaming. And I was happy as a clam. And, like, they got these great pictures of Snow White holding me and, like, so sweet. And my mom's like, wow, this is amazing. And, you know, takes the picture, goes to, like, get ready to take me back. And Snow White goes, this baby is so adorable. I have to go show her to Alice. Alice was in front of Tony's restaurant in the, um, that main, main street yep, town square little, area. Little hub of- area, or not the hub area, but, like, the town square before the hub, <laughs> before the castle. Exactly. Yeah, you basically, you, you cross underneath, and it's like, Disney! Yeah, and that's this, where oh, Alice sorry. was. I missed it. Is this Disney World, right? You said Tony's. Yes, yeah, sorry. This is Disney World, Magic Kingdom, Florida. Perfect. So, uh, Snow White says, this baby's adorable. I have to go show her to Alice. So, Snow White takes me as a baby to Alice, like, across the way, with my mom and my dad and my sister just following, going, what is what is happening? And so Snow White gives me to Alice and then we got all the pictures and she's like, oh, cute little baby and everything. And Alice goes, this baby is so cute. I have to show her to the White Rabbit. The White Rabbit was across town square in front of City Hall. So Snow White and Alice go traipsing off with me (laughs) in their arms. My family just like straggling behind going, what is happening? And more importantly, why isn't this child losing her mind? Because the whole time I'm just like happy-go-lucky as a clam. I've never cried in my life. (laughs) Yeah, I was loving it. I was like, hey, guys, Disney characters love me. This is great. Um, They have a picture of Alice and the White Rabbit holding me and, like, all of this going on. And it's like, okay, this this is surreal for my family. So finally, Snow White takes me again, goes to give me back to my family, and my mom's ready to, like, take the baby back. And Snow White walks past my mother to give me to my dad and plops me in my dad's arms again the poor beautiful man who i like couldn't get near me and apparently all i did was like i looked at up in it and like cooed and like touched his face and he and i have been like best friends ever since um and like my mom is in tears and like the way she describes it is like she's like i got my baby back because like after that i was like the happiest calmest baby on the planet goodness there was something in the air absolutely it was it was true like true disney magic and like my family was so grateful that like every time we would go to the parks we would go to go find snow white um and like we wrote her a letter she sent us back a picture of her that we still have in my parents basement and everything and to to a point where we actually were able to find out who was friends with snow white that day oh my goodness so we were actually, we became friends with Snow White's friend and Snow White's character attendant at the time, uh, which was so cool because the character attendant actually, like, four years later when she saw us at the park, she went, you're the bonnet, because my mom used to put me in these big, like, funny, fun bonnets. Like, just so amazing. And, and like, we would always go to see her. And then we found out one year that uh, Snow White's friend 
was now friends with the fairy godmother. And for context, this is the friend of the fairy godmother that everyone knows if you've ever gone to Magic Kingdom or specifically if you've ever gone to see a parade. It's so. the friend of fairy godmother. The friend with a cat. The friend. They're, like, they're, there are friends of the fairy godmother and then there is the friend of the fairy godmother. And like she would always like when we would see her, she'd be like, I can't remember your kid's name. She's like, I remember the parents and I remember your name start with A. Like fairy godmother was amazing with with like interacting with us. We'd always go, she'd always give us like our little lipstick kiss on the heart on our forehead and everything. You gotta love a good lipstick truly, kiss from a princess or a fairy godmother to right? little boy's cheeks that look, you know, a little I don't want to meet a princess and then they get a kiss and they're like Exactly. So fast forward to all of this. And it is my first college program. And I'm working at Magic Kingdom and Custodial. And I see the the friend, the friend of the fairy godmother backstage. And I just finally was like, I, I need to tell her what she means to me. She's gonna have no idea who I am. Because at that point, I'm 19 years old. Like, Mm -hmm. It's just not the same seven-month-old baby. So yes, I, I, it took me. Different people. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a bit of a height difference <laughs> just, for sure. Again, just a skosh. <laughs> just, I love that. But yeah, so I finally, it took me like a month, and I finally got the courage up to talk to her, and I said, "Hey, I don't know if you remember who I am. This is my name. This is what you've meant to my family. This, I'm like, you met me when I was a baby. I was like." all of this stuff and she was so sweet and so nice and she I could tell she's like oh you know it's like a kid who knows me that's great but the next day and at that point I went into work and I was on cloud nine like Mm -hmm. I started my shift crying I was like guys I talked to her it was great the next day I found out that my locker was about 10 lockers away from hers Uh and I happened to be there when she was there and she looked at me and she went Abby you're the bonnet. I remember you. And she actually is like, come here. And she, I, I went over to her locker and she's like, I have this photo that your mother sent me of when you were a baby that she had kept. And she's like, and she's like, this is, this is us. Right. And I was like, yes, it is. And she's like, and you're working here now. This is so amazing. And it's, she's like, it's so great to see you. And, and she, she was just like so kind and we became closer friends. And like the next summer we were on a bus together and when someone else in entertainment was talking, she's like, how do you guys know each other? And she just said, oh, this is my Disney baby. And at that point, I was just, I died and nothing else existed or mattered. I So my magical story is over 30 years, I've gotten to be the Disney baby of the friend of the fairy godmother. Oh. And she is as wonderful and magical as everybody says. Oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional listening to this. Like, <laughs> holy crap. Like you were the Disney baby of the fairy godmother. Oh, I mean, God. she might have had other ones, but nah. <laughs> just, just me. I was the original. Oh, my goodness. That is an incredible yeah. story going from Snow White, which is the original princess, all the way to, you said, 30 years later, like all the years later during your college program and the fair. My mind is blown. Yeah, Please tell I'm- me you have pictures. 
I do. I do. I actually, I, and it was so great because even when I started my second college program, like our first day in the park, I was able to see her in the parade and go, fairy godmother. And she instantly recognized me and she gave me her secret symbol that she gives to the people who she knows very personally. And I got to introduce her to my husband and I got to tell her when I got married and just all of these different things. And like, yeah, she's just She's the most important. wonderful, magical person ever. She truly- and I just feel so lucky. Oh my goodness. Like she's literally seen you grow up and get married. Not, not at your wedding, but like, you know, met your husband. And oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I that is probably the best story I have ever heard. That is so oh amazing. Gosh, thank you. Oh thank my you. God. And yeah. you know, and this story kind of vouches for it, but you know, people say, oh, you know, if you work for Disney, it loses the magic. Sometimes if you know who the characters are friends with, it loses the magic. But I think you would agree. It makes it a million times better when you know the oh, person hanging out with them. Oh, 100%. 100%. Absolutely. And honestly, even if you don't, just the real thing I think that makes Disney a lot different than other places is obviously the cast members and the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is this is a kind of a, a side story. You don't you don't need to include it. Um, but my my first program when I went down, um, my grandfather unexpectedly passed away three days before uh, three days after I found out I was going. Oh. Um, yeah, it was it was it was tough. Um, yeah. But my dad and I really bonded over watching Up. Um, and was like, oh my gosh, Carl is like the American version of my Italian grandfather. Like, <laughs> loved it. And it was the same summer that they were doing Pixar Pals at Epcot, where you could actually go into the different pavilions and meet all of the different Pixar characters. And there was actually a set created for Up, where you could meet Carl and Doug, or Carl and oh, what? Russell? What's the kid's name? Russell, Russell. yes. And... I just remember, like, I'm 19 years old, and I went up to to Carl, and I was just like, this is really great meeting you. I just lost my grandfather. Like, he reminds me of you. So, you know, thanks for being here. And just Carl took me in such a huge, huge hug and, like, did a special photo shoot with me. And, like, oh, I'm sorry. Now I'm getting emotional. No. but. I yeah. am too. That is, because, but like, yeah, and like the like the veracity, and like the thing is too. I'm I'm almost six foot. Like I'm a tall lady, and Carl is not. But the veracity <laughs> that Carl held me with to just know that I was like was okay was like the best ever. So, yeah. Oh my. That's God. what sets Disney apart: their characters and their cast members. Oh, for sure. And like, you know, Carl is a fur character compared to a face character and you know the mm-hmm. it's limited um vocal interactions and so Absolutely. like you probably knew just a holding on or him holding on to you that you knew exactly that he what he was trying to say and be there for you and say hey everything is going to be okay like i'm trying yeah, not to cry <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really, sorry. This is like your music kids. Like you're really trying to hit me in the feels. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I, I will. I will use the phrase that we used on our wedding day. Anytime someone started to get emotional, focus. Focus. I love it. Focus. Yeah, we. Disney yeah, no, focus. we would just. Yeah, Disney point. I would just be like, focus. It would be. Like, it would be like 
suck it up you're fine like all of this kind of stuff or as i am i'll also say i'm like look over there distraction and then just like run away from the feelings yeah i don't do run that away with my from kids the feelings. i do oh. that with my kids a lot yeah oh. That is so sweet. And thank you. I I love both of those stories. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, ooh, I think the name of this episode is gonna be The Disney Baby. (laughs) I think that would be (laughs) the Disney Baby. When I when I share it with my mom, she'll be she'll be like so tickled pink by that and will definitely probably cry. So she'll love that. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Well, is there anything you'd like to add before we close out this episode? Honestly, other than just to say thank you so much for listening and letting me share all of my tangents and stories. It's it's so great to to share these with people, to share them with you and to just kind of bond with you over our nostalgia and love of Disney and again, I I don't know if you fall into this as well, but as being a former cast member, you have like these hour, endless hours of stories and your family loves you, but they do reach a point where they're kind of like, we're good. We've heard it six times. We can't yep. keep having the same reaction. So thank you for just being so kind and patient and letting me digress and just share all this stuff with you. It's It's been so wonderful. And thank you for starting this podcast. Like, I know you started it during the pandemic to kind of help people get like their Disney magic fixes when no one could do anything or move anywhere. And I'll let you know, it absolutely worked. Like I would listen to them all the time as I was walking with my dog and it was just so great to like feel a part of the Disney community again. And that's because of you. So thank you for that. (laughs) I'm going to cry (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I mean, yeah, whatever. You. you know, stuff. Focus, focus. No, that Oh yeah. I can't tell you a how much of a delight you have been and such a joy to interview. Like I feel like we could have probably talked for another 3 more hours about nostalgia <laughs> 90s Disney and the fact that you've been to both and seen the evolution, but also that you've actually listened to the podcast cuz you know, I'm a one-woman show. You can't really interact with the podcast as you could like other social media platforms. So you saying all of these things, I cannot tell you how much it means to me. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you for opening your heart and sharing your most amazing story. And I, you are more than welcome to come back on any time because like you said, you probably have a million billion stories of working for the college program <laughs> and some bad ones Absolutely. too, maybe. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, we have a, a, as a as a preview. I have one called the Night of the Claw. It was the best way we could describe it. The Night of the Claw? Yeah. Everyone's claws were out. It was oh, ferocious. Okay. Well, we're going to have to record that soon. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, and we're going to have to have you on one of our podcasts as well. Because um, I know you and I, the last time we talked, we talked about our love of Fantasmic. Um, so, like, have you come on and do that. You can either come on True North Disney or uh, I'm trying to start up my own now called uh, Disney Girl Talk. Um, yes. it's just at this point I got all of this useless Disney stuff in my brain it's got to go somewhere yes. um, so if you ever want to like I, I'd love to just keep talking with you as well oh my gosh absolutely and again we will have all your links in the show notes can you remind us one more time what your uh, Instagram is Sure. So my personal Instagram is uh, Disney girl est91 uh, it is not the most 
underutilized social media, shall we say, but it is a great place if you want to see pictures of either Disney or meals that I'm very proud of that I cooked or my dogs. Um, Lots of fun there. And then uh, we're starting to try to build the socials for our two podcasts. Uh, The first one is True North Disney which is a bunch of Canadians talking about their experience of Disney and working at Disney. And then uh, the second one is my other podcast called Disney Girl Talk. I love it. And again, we'll have all those links on the show notes and you can connect with Abby. And oh my gosh, she's such a delight, you guys. She's so awesome. God, Stop it. Now I'm going to have feelings and I, it's harder to run focus, away. There's headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Abby, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the show. It truly means the world to me. So thank you for being such a delightful guest. Oh, thank you so much, Morgan, for having me. It's it's always such a pleasure and so much fun. 